On this episode of Hit the Deck, the kids are all right, and so are the people who are raising money so they can play sports. You can check out the inaugural Beer League Charity Ball Hockey Tournament to benefit a national not-for-profit organization that provides financial assistance to kids who just want to play some sports. And what's brewing in Boston? How about an assist with a new rink? The uh, 202 Street Hockey Association were displaced and they wrote to the Boston Bruins. And guess what? They shoot, they score. That's wicked awesome, kid. Plus, we marvel at some helmet designs that aren't even from our sport. There was an artist that merged Marvel superheroes and villains, by the way, with NFL logos. And there's a rhino involved. All this and more coming up on this episode of Hit the Deck. Game on! Welcome to episode 149 of the Hit the Deck podcast, where we talk deck hockey, street hockey, ball hockey, it's hockey in sneakers, and here we are again, same deck time, same deck podcast? One assumes. Anyway, we're back talking at you here after another duration of of days, which is approximately equal to one week. So let's see who's talking at you. Let's 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 reveal the mystery. Let's pull back the curtain of intrigue and jump right into tonight's starting lineup. So for tonight's starting lineup in goal, as ever, I am number 35, your American Rhino. Gary McComiskey, and of course, my scintillating co-host. <laughs> I guess that's me. <laughs> On defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. How are you, James? Uh, thanks for the joke. I'm uh, I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm all right. I'm, you know, last week you had mentioned how I had been a little sick, and I still have a little bit of a cough, but otherwise I'm, you know, pretty much as usual. I'm, I'm, I was going to say business as usual, but my director at work uses that all the time. And it's really actually what he says is BAU, which is really even more annoying. So I, I don't like I, I don't want to think about that right now. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know. All right, cool. That's uh, better than not being, you know, so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's, About what you'd expect. Yes, that's uh, New York slang for okay. <laughs> I, I, well, you know, can't complain. You know, I, like, same as always, you know. Yeah, well, at least from my experience over the last three years or so, no news is good news. So if it's not bad, then it's good. Or to quote Gary Gnu from the Great Space Coaster, no news is good news. <laughs> you know, if Gritty could speak, I think he would sound like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, you think Gritty is a 12-pack-a-day creature? Oh, yeah, at least. Well, maybe we'll hear a little more about him later. But for now, you know, James, troubling news has come out in the last couple of days. I don't know if you've been following it, but it seems that Disney and Sony have hit an impasse, and Spider-Man may have to leave the MCU as quickly as he came. Yeah, thanks for getting this out of the way early, because that's very upsetting to me. As we've said, for some reason lately on the podcast, Spider-Man's been coming up. And yes, the American Rhino defers. And I appreciate that of my love of Spidey, even though 
the American Rhino is from the hometown of Spider-Man and is, shares many great qualities with Mr. Parker. But it, it it's inexcusable. There are, I mean, I've seen some memes on uh, Facebook and stuff that there are billions of dollars to be made. Why Sony has to be so silly about this nonsense and treating who I think is probably pound for pound the most popular even with the new Marvel universe and the success of the 23 movies and all this stuff, I still say Spider-Man is the guy when it comes to Marvel comics and to not have your cornerstone character in these movies after two big successes on his own too, by the way, outside of the Avengers and all that stuff, the Spider-Man movies, it's frustrating. I mean, talk about villains and, and bad nonsense okay Ugh. uh doc ock is a terrible terrible man and the you know the lizard was uh was i believe peter parker's was teacher he stabbed him in the back don't even get me started on the green goblin and the other green goblin and the hobgoblin and of course then there's electro you know there's 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 lots of people who we haven't even seen in these movies yeah it's uh, true. you said talk about villains so i was trying to i was i was trying to indulge you in that request and you did a perfect job with it by the okay, way Okay, all right thank you but yes i'm glad you saved me because i'm too upset to talk about it and enunciate it so that's that's a bad thing when you're trying to do a podcast so yeah take here's, over no i just here, here's my take on the whole thing look you know as you just said talk about villains you know i know disney especially in the legal forum has a bit of a reputation for being <laughs> A juggernaut and uh you know no no pun intended with the marvel connection but i i know that disney has that reputation for for you know trying to squeeze every dollar and take advantage of their you know partners and every legal loophole they can wrangle to make as much money as possible and i have no idea what the substance of these negotiations actually entailed and where the breakdown really was but from where I'm sitting, which is on my couch, but that's neither here nor there. From where I'm sitting looking at these negotiations, it comes down to basically the fact that Sony had this character for how many years? And after the Sam Raimi movies were made, they, you know, forgot how to make good Spider-Man movies. And and like they they took a couple of tries at it and it it was abysmal. They did really really bad jobs making Spider-Man movies. And then Disney said, hey, if you let us use that character, how about we make the movies and you just collect the paychecks? Right. And everybody won. And now Sony's seems seemingly is like, yeah, you know what? I think we would like a little bit more of that money for doing nothing. You know, you should you should give us a little more of that, a larger cut of the pie for sitting on our hands over here. And I just I think that's ridiculous. Just just cash the checks and enjoy. Exactly. And the other strange thing, too, I don't know anything about the details of the contracts and whatever the case is, but aren't these contracts designed to expire after a few years so you can renegotiate and to make more money? I mean, how how many years did Marvel sign Spider-Man away for? And X-Men and Fantastic Four still, right? Well, X-Men and Fantastic Four, they have back now because they acquired Fox. Okay. But Spider-Man, I, I think the way this contract was structured is that Sony gets the character for as long as they make movies about him. Like, as long as they keep making Spider-Man movies, they keep Spider-Man. Ooh. Oh, that's just horrible negotiation. 
Well, you have to understand when these contracts were yes. signed, yes. Marvel was in really bad shape. This is before Disney bought them. This is before the MCU existed. And they were, you know, they were looking for any and every opportunity to get cash flow just to stay solvent as a company. So that's why they signed away the theme park rights to Universal for basically in perpetuity. That's why, you know, Sony got the Spider-Man deal forever. Uh, you know, for as long as they made movies with him, same with Fox, with uh, X-Men and, and Fantastic Four. It's basically, oh, you'll, you know, you'll give us bus fare. OK, we'll take it. Yeah. And for all you kids listening out there and hopefully parents too, just keep that in mind when you think you have nothing to negotiate. Stick to your guns because it's better to have nothing than to sell your soul. OK, believe me. Well, anyway, that's the predicament that they find themselves in. So, yeah, I mean, we're we're just we're just two schmoes who are sitting here for some reason on a hockey podcast talking about Spider-Man. So, you know, I mean, take whatever we say with a grain of salt, but it just seems it seems silly to me. That's all to say the least. Absolutely. So who knows where any of them go from here? (sighs) All right. Hopefully they could get back to the uh, negotiation tables and. Maybe we could get Quark involved or something. I don't know, but bang it out. And, and as the American Rhino said, there's plenty of money to be made. And yes, Sony, at least have the energy to get up and cash those big fat checks. Okay. Quark would just try and fleece everybody on both sides. You know, he, I, I don't think we need him involved. All right, fair enough. But uh, you know what? For all I know, Disney is supposed to be making some secret announcement pretty much as we speak, as we record this podcast that involves some company-wide project for all we know they're gonna buy spider-man and sony and the rest of the civilized world i i have no idea uh i'm sure by the time you hear this you already know what the project is but as we record who knows (laughs) who knows i know what i just thought i'd make a funny voice there who knows I I am not the person that knows, clearly. <laughs> no, we're doing a podcast for free. About hockey, ostensibly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. <laughs> Good thing we have it on deck. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, hey, before we move on, James, yeah. <laughs> have you heard that Vince McMahon has released just this day has released the details about the new teams that are coming to the rebooted XFL. Yes, thanks to the American Rhino for the assist there. He uh, was generous enough to forward me the list of the eight teams, I believe, that are uh, making up the first round of the XFL. Eight is correct, yes. And I think first round is generous, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, hopefully it has a better success than the predecessor back in the early 2000s with NBC, which was just remarkable how they shot out of the gate with record ratings. And then the next week, it absolutely tanked. And they set a record the opposite way for, at the time, the lowest rated primetime ever. But I think that's been eclipsed since. But for now, at least the team names and colors, I thought, were much cooler in the first XFL. Um didn't really get a chance to absorb the new eight teams, but there's at least one team that I have no idea what a battle hawk is. Sounds kind of cool. It does. Absolutely. But the logo is, it looks like a big saber or a sword with wings on it. It looks cool too, but 
looks a little bit like the Silverhawks cartoon logo. Ah, good one, American Rhino. All right, so if you haven't heard, and you probably don't care, but on the off chance that you do, the eight teams that they announced are the L.A. Wildcats, the Tampa Bay Vipers, the Houston Roughnecks, the Dallas Renegades, the New York Guardians, the Seattle Dragons, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the D.C. Defenders. Does that mean that Vince McMahon bought DC? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, at least if that is, in fact, the case, then we can expect that none of these teams will be adequately fleshed out individually. They'll just try and mash them all together immediately and create some kind of cohesive franchise, which will fail and everybody will be disappointed. <laughs> yeah, just when you're talking DC, leave it in Batman's hands, please. I don't know. The last couple of iterations of Batman have been underwhelming. Let's say that. Stick to the comic? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. And the next, oh, who did they, who did they cast as the new Batman? It was, um, was it the Twilight guy? Who, who was oh, it? Oh, I don't know. It was, yeah, it was, I was in fact correct. It, it's Robert Pattinson who, you know, is best known for the Twilight movies. So Batman's now a glistening vampire werewolf. So, I, I don't know. I didn't see any of those movies. Yeah. Yay. What are they doing? I'm still trying I, to get over Batflack. They don't know. No, they don't. Batflack! Yes, can't they just CGI Kevin Conroy and make everybody happy? Well, I'm sure they won't, but James... As I told you, funny you mentioned Kevin Conroy, if you are a Bat fan, and particularly a fan of, in my humble opinion, the greatest Batman of all time, and that is, as you mentioned, Kevin Conroy, who voiced the character in Batman the Animated Series, and Batman Beyond, and the Batman Arkham games, and uh, Justice League, and a whole bunch of, you know, DC properties, Kevin Conroy is if you are a fan of the Arrowverse on the CW, Kevin Conroy is going to reprise his role as old Bruce Wayne in the upcoming Crisis on Infinite Earths arc crossover event from from those, you know, television programs. Very cool. Well, at least that they're doing right. It is very cool. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I look, I don't know, I don't know how large of a role he'll have, He'll be joining people uh, purportedly like Burt Ward and Linda Carter. And uh, I think, what's his name? Um, he's, he's on Legends of Tomorrow now, but he played Superman in that movie before this guy who just quit. Brandon Routh. He's, he's going to be playing a version of Superman in this and... There's supposedly some Smallville people that are coming back. There's, there's cool. like a whole bunch of noted, you know, Batman, Superman, Justice League like characters that are reprising their their roles from the things that they were famous for in, I would assume, cameos in this upcoming crossover event because it's, you know, going to hop different Earths and dimensions and things. So. If you're a fan of that stuff, then that's something to watch out for. I think that's going to be end of this year, beginning of next year that that's happening. Well, you got me on board. And yes, again, the American Rhino with the big assist on that, too. So 
Sounds cool. Looking forward to it. As am I, James. As am I. One thing that I am also looking forward to is <laughs> finding out what we're actually supposed to be talking about on this podcast. Yeah. And James, you hold the key. You are the man <laughs> with the information. You hold the future of this podcast in your hands, James. So I am going to ask you to use that great and mighty power judiciously. But nevertheless, will you please tell us, sir, what is on deck for this podcast? I'd be more than honored to. Thank you ever so much. When they say beer league, they mean it. Some breweries in Surrey, B.C. are getting together to play deck hockey this weekend and raise funds for Kids Sport, a Canadian charity for, well, kids to play sports. Rebound Shot. In the last HTD, we shared a great story about the 202 Street Hockey Association getting a brand new rink to play in. The Boston Bruins offer a major assist to the effort. And Decking Around. We haven't used this fun topic in a while. It takes a very special occasion to get it back in the lineup. The American Rhino's birthday is August 27th, and Marvel teams up with the NFL to celebrate? We'll explain. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. Can you surrey? Can you hockey? Come on, come on, and surrey down for some ball deck hockey. Surrey, Surrey. James, the 60s, I was not around for the 60s, but my understanding is the 60s were heady times. Yeah, well, we've been celebrating the 50th anniversary of so many great things that happened in 1969, so that ties in. I believe that was 1968 that the Fifth Dimension recorded that song, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it, yes. It's, it's the 60s, it counts. Yeah. Uh <laughs> red yellow honey, sassafras and moonshine, James. Yeah. I don't know what any of that Well, I know moonshine from the Dukes of Hazard, but I don't know what any of those that other stuff means. There'll be lots of ball and deck. Stone so stone so Yeah. <laughs> You're- if you're around on Sunday, August 25th. And if you're in Surrey, Surrey. Yes, you can, you can check out the inaugural Beer League Charity Ball Hockey Tournament. I think there was probably more than beer involved in the recording of that song, but <laughs> I digress. But thank you so much. I wish, I hope that's the theme song for the day because... They said besides ball hockey games, there will be food, music, and a play area for the kids. And of course, a beer garden too. But if there is music, they got to play your version. (laughs) Red, yellow, honey, sassafras, and moonshine, James. That's really the name of the song. No, the name of the song is Stone Soul Picnic. Oh, okay. Red, yellow, honey... Red, yellow, honey, sassafras, and moonshine. That's that's one of the lyrics. Okay. The the whole song makes about the same amount of sense. Yeah. I never liked that song before, but now I like it. At least your version. Thank you for that. But anyway, so yes, the inaugural 
beer league charity ball hockey tournament and it's it's local breweries that are forming teams to benefit the kids sport bc and again what kids sport is is a national not-for-profit organization that provides financial assistance to kids who just want to play some sports and that's a direct quote from the kids sport website so if you want to check that out by all means i think it's just in canada but that makes sense because this central city which is like a mall uh, where some of the breweries are is sponsoring the event and they're going to use their parking lot which apparently is really big but they're going to coordinate off and uh that's where they're going to play deck and that's where they're going to put the food and music and the all that other great stuff in the beer garden in there and all event proceeds will go to kidsport bc and they accept cash obviously and even equipment donations so it's funny how that ties in because we just had Glenn Cunningham of the LaGrange Street Hockey Association on a, a few podcasts ago, and that's his bread and butter. So uh, a little more information about this event. There'll be trains of blossoms. There'll be trains of music. There'll be trains of trust, trains of golden dust. Yes, and family-friendly event with ball hockey teams from the several local breweries making up the teams. So if you want to support and you're not a part of the brewery, then you can go and root them on or donate. And if there are any links that we can put up on our side, we will. And from the sky came the Lord and the lightning. Actually, if you hear some thunder in the background, that's exactly what happened (laughs) today in the tri-state area. Right. Also, Red Racer Roadside Diner, which is a part of the Central City, I guess, mall, if you will, for lack of a better term, they will serve burgers and dogs. They also say both meat and veggie, by the way, for tournament players and guests. And for each beer sold, $1 will be donated to the cause as well, on top of all the other donations. Will they have those impossible burgers that are so popular now? I don't know, but uh, that would be an extra little bonus. Or there is a. I don't know if anybody's familiar with these uh, shows on there's cooking channel or whatever food network and stuff on cable. And um, one of them, I think there's a show called man versus food and it's, yeah. And there's a, sorry for the tangent, but there's a gentleman that goes around and he accepts these food challenges, such as eating oversized burgers or pizzas or hot fudge sundaes and sushi, whatever you name it. And he does it too. It's a really incredible. I don't know how the guy, I think we mentioned that in the podcast last week about uh, professional food eating. I'm not going to call them athletes, but anyway. So maybe that that'd be a cool thing for the uh, for the diner to do. James, how dare you? You know that on this podcast we never go off on tangents. We always stick directly and strictly to the topic at hand. Sorry, I'll go in the box right now. But before, but since that, we are on a tangent, yeah. will there be? Red, yellow, honey, sassafras, and moonshine. Red, yellow, honey, sassafras, and moonshine. That's reserved for the winner. The, the, the winning team will have that. Plus, they will get an engraved hockey stick. And the idea behind that is they want to treat it like the Stanley Cup. And also, they want this to be the first of many of these such tournaments to benefit kids' sport. So that the winning team that gets that trophy will hang on to it for a year. And then the next time that they do the, hopefully if it's yearly, 
the tournament that the next winning team will get that trophy for the year and so on and so forth. All right. So if you're in the area, come on, come on and surrey down to the kids sport tourney. Surrey down to the kids sport tourney. Exactly. And the idea is to benefit their own kids so they can participate in sport regardless of means. Again, that is just what LaGrange hockey is all about. Something that is common with deck hockey and, and fans of the great sport of hockey that they want to get everybody involved without any excuses. And that's just a generous, wonderful way to do it. Here's another example for it. So good luck to the inaugural Beer League Charity Ball Hockey Tournament on Sunday, August 25th. If we can follow up on that to see how it went, we will definitely do so. We hope it's a big success. And they only want to raise $3,000 for kids sport. So it seems like something that is very reasonable, especially if they sell dollar beers or if they, they donate for each beer sold. I think they'll do that pretty easily between the people coming out to, to participate in the diner and the players and all that. Best of luck. Yeah, and go out and make this a success. Otherwise, I shall have to keep singing. And nobody wants that. And one final thing, too, for people interested. Yes, you can donate cash, money, obviously. And also, if you want to have new and or used hockey gear, that is welcome, mainly for kids and teen sizes, if possible. And as long as it's in good condition, they will accept it and they will happily accept it. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> and and also, look... <laughs> Look forward on future editions of Hit the Deck, where the American Rhino discusses other random, really weird, pharmacologically influenced songs from the 60s. <laughs> Seriously, just look up the lyrics to Incense and Peppermints sometime. That's that like... It, uh, I, I seriously, I don't... I know... I don't know what they were doing back then, but... Like, I don't know how civilization still exists. Yeah, I mean, you should know us by now. The American Rhino and I are straight-laced, good Catholic guys, and, and we try very hard to stay that way. One of the ways of being a good Catholic or just being a good person, never mind your, your faith, is don't do drugs. We've never done drugs. We've never tried them. There's no reason to. And those lyrics are perfect examples of why young people out there or anybody any age in between, stay away from the drugs, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to move on now okay. because, again, you know, <laughs> leave them wanting more, James. Yeah, I'll get assuming, off my soapbox now. Assuming there's anyone left to to still want. <laughs> yeah, we're just beating people over the head tonight, aren't we? The Strawberry Alarm Clock, by the way, is the name of the group that sang Incense and Peppermints. Sure. <laughs> I do miss the real WCBS, though, here in New York, the local oldies station that used to be. May it rest in peace. Yeah. But something that is on the rebound, we have two segments here in, in the podcast tonight that we haven't had in a while, so it just so happens that they're both back. But as we said last podcast, the uh, 202 Street Hockey Association went in front of a board, and they were displaced, and they were voted to move their deck rink and have a new place to play. And the estimate for, you know, more or less, it's a new rink. I mean, they had to pack it up and with the boards and stuff and so on and so forth. But 
they need a new surface and, and all that stuff, and they're going to be playing outdoors now. But with all that, they estimated about $100,000 would be what it took to get their new facility up and running. And they were awarded that, but they weren't awarded the money. So they had to find ways to come up with that. And we tried to put a link on our various outlets for people to support the 202 Street Hockey. But, you know, $100,000 is that that's a pretty hefty fund to uh, put on, especially a deck hockey rink. Did they rob a bank? As a matter of fact, they did not rob a bank, but they were in negotiations to get a loan from a bank. In the meantime... Did they they hold a telethon? Not that I know of. That would be a good idea, though. They do have a... Kickstarter. Indiegogo. Go Go fund me. That's it. There you go. Maybe you should be in charge of helping them out there, American Rhino. And also, too, thanks to... um, they did respond on uh, on a link and on our Twitter and stuff like that for uh, appreciating talking about the story. So we appreciate that too. So thank you for the support and best of luck. So here's just part two of the story. And uh, they wrote to the Boston Bruins, the Boston Bruins Foundation, that is, to see if they could help out. And guess what? They shoot, they score. The Boston Bruins Foundation is going to donate the $100,000 for the new deck rink to be built. That's wicked awesome, kid. Again, that that ties in with Glenn as well, too, because he's a guy from Massachusetts originally and a Bruins fan. So, uh, you know, it all ties in together once again with the generosity and spirit of hockey, no matter if it's the NHL or just some hole-in-the-wall deck league. It's all love and generosity and just so many stories about that, and we can't emphasize it enough. Yeah, no, that that's... <laughs> Uh, good for the Bruins. Way to step in there. Way to save the day. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for the Bruins because of sea bass. <laughs> so well yes. done. Yes. Well done. Very proud <laughs> that uh, he's coming through. And yes, really, absolutely uh, excellent work by the Boston Bruins Foundation. So amazing. They didn't have to do anything but to foot the whole bill is absolutely astounding and what they're all about. Uh, Massachusetts is such a hotbed for hockey and they know that do the Bruins a successful franchise. Again, they just got to the Stanley cup final this past year. So really wonderful. Well done. I guess it's better than panhandling on the street with a sign that says we'll deck for cash. That's true too. I'm sure that they will have some, uh, speaking of using deck hockey for charitable events and fundraisers, I'm sure that they'll do that too. Because the 202 has played since 1994, and despite being displaced more than once, they've never missed a season. And now, thanks to the Bruins, that I think, I believe that the uh, rink was already underway of being built because they found a new spot to play. But their goal is to have it done by the end of September and get the leagues up and running by then too. If not, then they'll just do like a shortened season or something like that, because there are a lot of players and uh, multiple leagues in the 202. So they uh, need to get it done as quickly as possible. And obviously for the right price tag too. So hopefully that they'll keep the funds within that range and maybe even have a few bucks left over for some additions. They want to put in lighting And maybe they can do a pro shop and they said maybe plans for concessions and even a bathroom would be helpful too. Hopefully not all in the same spot. No. That that would be a crowded room. Yeah. But yeah, the entire rink and boards located at the 202 Sports Complex were moved to storage and they're just, they're awaiting the new location, which they have. 
And again, they're going to add lights and a scoreboard and player boxes. That was all part of the plan. But with the Bruins coming in and obviously other people's generosity and helping out, if they have a few bucks over budget, which is a glorious problem to have, if if you can do that, then they would add the pro shop and the concessions and the bathroom. I will say, though, having the concessions in the bathroom in the same spot is a time saver. <laughs> well, especially with the way fast food is made nowadays. Especially if uh, if you've got those dollar beers from Surrey. Yes, right. And I mean, while you're waiting online in the bathroom, you can browse the pro shop. It's just you're there anyway. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's it sounds like a radical outside the box idea at first. But when you think about it a little more carefully, it's still really creepy. Don't ever do that. You are a marketing genius, American Rhino. Also not sanitary, I'm sure. No, uh, unless they could do like a, uh, maybe speaking of boards and, you know, the glass that goes over the boards where you could bang on when you're watching the hockey game. Maybe they could do something like that where you could peer through and see the merchandise, but people shopping can't see what's going on in the back. I don't think I want anybody banging on the glass until after they've had a chance to wash their hands. Fair enough. Besides, James, that glass goes both ways. <laughs> and I don't think I want anyone banging on the glass when I'm in the bathroom. Yeah, I don't think I'd be able to go. Too much Although, if, if, if anybody, you know, if anybody could make a sport out of that, a spectator sport out of that, I think it's probably Boston hockey fans. <laughs> Next on ESPN. <laughs> on the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> we put the P in ESPN. Aw. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, no. That's okay, James. That joke was golden. <laughs> oh. Boo! We used to have standards on this show. Well, no. No, we didn't. Who, who am I trying to kid? That never happened. But, yeah, again, well done to the NHL and particularly the Boston Bruins. And best of luck to the 202. Yes, sir. And they're not too far from Lemonster, by the way. Lemonster, kid! Yeah, you just, you did that on purpose because you know it's a Pavlovian reaction. Yeah, but I love hearing it. Just like, well, I guess he's the, the Flyers' new head coach now. You mean, Alevio? Yes, thank you. Didn't Gritty propose to him or something? Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll see how that goes. Uh, Gritty's got other things that, that he's doing right now, but again, we'll get to that. Yes, and, and um, I'm sure the American Rhino will say this if there is more on Gritty in this podcast. But thank you to Superfan Sue and uh, Lou for helping us out with some Gritty information on Twitter and Facebook on our Hit the Deck stuff there. Yeah, well, like you said, we'll get there. But in the meantime, the American Rhino's birthday is August 27th, so we want to wish him a very happy, and, very happy and healthy birthday to you. American Rhino. Yeah, I guess. Thank you. And we appreciate all that you do, especially with the podcast and so on and so forth. So thank you. And many, many more healthy, happy, productive years to you and your lovely family. But the NFL, and I don't know if this is official, uh, official meaning that I don't think the teams are actually going to wear these helmets or if they have uh, some sort of a jersey scheme to this. But there was an artist that merged Marvel superheroes and villains, by the way with NFL logos. So there are pictures of this, and we'll, we'll, if you're interested, we could post them on our um, social media. But the one thing that turned my attention to this and, and why it would be appropriate for this podcast is that there's a rhino involved. So, of course, the American rhino 
And in the Marvel Universe, if you're familiar, one of the villains is known as the Rhino. And Spider-Man villain, by the way. Also, so for whatever reason, the artist decided to, again, incorporate the uh, NFL team logos and names with Marvel superheroes and villains. And for the Buffalo Bills, because I guess he figured that the most similar Marvel villain to a buffalo or a bison is the rhino so they turned the uh, logo from the charging buffalo in the buffalo bills to the buffalo rhino so it's a charging rhino i gotta say james looking at this logo here and i'm sure we'll post a link to this on uh facebook or twitter or something you'll take care of it i'm sure you you'll (laughs) you got these guys our listeners you 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 take care of them james but like one it seems really lazy like they literally just added a horn to the buffalo bills logo and uh so there's that the other thing is that that like red streak that red line coming out of it has always to me seemed like someone was shooting the animal (laughs) (laughs) Like a gunshot coming in or, you know, an arrow shot or something coming into the animal. And, uh, you know, when we're talking about rhinos, you know, that that brings to mind poaching. And I'm not down with that. (laughs) No, not at all. So I appreciate the fact that they decided to bring rhinos into it. But the execution, I think, eh, not so much. And again, um. I, I don't think that this is official. I mean, it was posted on the NFL.com and stuff like that, but I don't think that the teams are actually going to sport these helmets um, in, in league play. It happens to be the 100th anniversary of the league, but whatever. This just seemed to be fun and um, just from one artist's point of view. And I think what he tried to do was as closely merge the superheroes or villains with the current logos and color schemes, but there were a couple of teams which I think, speaking of lazy, yeah, I, I think it kind of fell short. One was a two, well, two no-brainers, if you will, that would have merged seamlessly because the team names match the names of the superheroes. One would be the Carolina Panthers, Black Panther. Instead, they went with the Carolina Wolverines. <laughs> so. Mr. Logan, I think he's Canadian anyway, but since the NFL and not the Canadian Football (laughs) League, but I I didn't quite understand that one. And also the Atlanta Falcons have Falcon. (laughs) You know, I I, I agree with you there with the the whole, oh, Falcon, Falcon, no brainer thing. Although I will say the execution of this, I do think is really clever. They made it the Atlanta Mercs and it's Deadpool. And instead of the black like wings of the Falcon that would normally be part of the logo, it's it's like a sword in motion. It's one of his his katana swords in motion, which forms that like wing like pattern. And and I think it actually looks really cool. I totally agree. Very, very true. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll uh, do a two faced <laughs> for another comic book juggernaut being DC. I'll borrow from them. It's true. They, they did do a good job with that. So. Um... There you go. I'm flip-flopping. I mean, I got I think these helmets, these designs were really hit or miss. Like some of them are super lazy. Like for example, the Chicago Ultron, 
which is, is they just they literally just took the the Chicago Bears C and turned it 90 degrees so it looks like a U. <laughs> like, come on. You're not exaggerating the least bit. That's 100 percent accurate. But on the other hand, the Indianapolis Galactus, I think, looks awesome. That is true. Another good one, which I thought was very clever, was the Agents of Oakland. Now, I think yes. that yeah, I think the, the Raiders are moving to Las Vegas. I, I thought they had already done that. But yes, exactly. That was very clever how they have Nick Fury, who already has an eye patch, seamlessly into the Raiders logo. So that, that was well done. Yeah. No, I, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't, I, there, mm, I know I'm just making noises at this point. I'm sorry. <laughs> like the Quinn jets is, mm. I get it, but it's again, it's lazy. If they literally just took the jets logo and added the word Quinn on top of it. <laughs> um, the Kansas city Spideys are pretty cool. I don't get it. Like they're still the chiefs, right? Yeah, as far as I know, and, and again, I think that's why I was trying to get into the, and pardon the uh, armchair quarterbacking here for, uh, I'm, I'm not an artist. By I get it. Yeah, I yeah. see what you yeah, did there, there. There you go. All right. So uh, I think what the artist was trying to do was at least get the color schemes merged together and, and similar logos. But I agree this, and you know, we're talking about my all time favorite superhero here and going to Kansas City, which by the way. Kansas City's in Missouri and not Kansas, so that's a whole other thing of nonsense that I can't figure out. But what they did was they just took Spider-Man's eye and put it on the on the logo, which kind of sort of looks like the Kansas City Chief Arrowhead, and then they they have the webbing on on the red helmet. But yeah, you know, Spider-Man's from Queens, as we just said. So when I watched football when they were patriotic, I was a big Jet fan, so I would have liked to have seen. But I understand red, green didn't really work, whatever the case was. Whatever. The Giants, or the the New York Doctor Strange, which is strange. <laughs> to say the least, exactly. The, uh, I mean, the Tampa Bay Punishers are, are kind of like, see, that works because it's a skull. It's a, you know, a, a skull on a flag. And instead of the, you know, Buccaneers skull they have the punisher skull so that that works that like that's clever the washington groots i like their uh that you know the redskins instead of the the indian head or native american i guess the native american head they have the groot in profile that that works the uh st louis doc ox instead of the rams that's i mean it's kind of it works because they basically just took the ram horn, the curled ram horn, and added the the claw from the Doctor Octopus tentacle. That 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 kind of works, but it's it's like a hodgepodge of things that are cool and things that are like really. So I don't know. Check it out for yourself. We want listener. We want to hear from you. What's your opinion on these NFL hats? Uh, hats. These NFL chapeaus. These helmets. What is your opinion on these NFL helmets? Like I know. I know this is a hockey podcast, but we're just decking around as, as the segment implies. So, you know, you're allowed to have opinions on other things. What do you think? Let us know at, at hit the deck at gmail.com or, uh, you know, tweet at us at hit the deck pod and tell us what you think. Yeah. And, and another mistake too, again, I haven't watched NFL football in a few years, but didn't the Rams go back to LA or am I confused there? Man, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and another thing too, well, we're nitpicking. The San Diego Sentry, 
for the instead of the, the Chargers, I thought that would make sense to have either Shocker or Electro merge with the the Chargers, but neither one made that cut. And the Seattle Hulks, I mean, again, I love the Hulk too. The Jets are green. They do the Hulk hands. Why does Seattle get the Hulks? <laughs> and I don't like that logo at all. That's really quite weird. I don't even know what it's supposed to be. Like, I'm looking at it. I'm thinking of the Hulk, and I can't understand what this is supposed to look like. Yeah, again, what, what the artist tried to do was stay as faithful to the actual NFL logos and merge it with the uh, tie-ins from the Marvel Universe. But So the regular logo is just a, a hawk with that... Uh, you know, the green and blue color scheme oh, I get profile. Just, yeah, yeah. So. I, I guess this is supposed to be the Hulk's head. Yeah. But it's just bizarre. It like, it looks nothing like, like the Hulk or the logo that it's supposed to resemble. I think the problem here is artist smashed. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> yes, it, it falls way short. And actually, the first time I saw it, it reminded me of the Canucks logo when they did that whale looking thing. Mm, I can uh, see it. Yeah, so not good. And Philadelphia, the the Fin Fang Fooms. I I think that's an Iron Fist thing. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's a speaking of Hulk. I don't know. If, I I think I remember him being an enemy of the Hulk, but uh, I don't know what, what he's what he's up to now. But that was a, I don't know. That was a weird. But again, I guess they wanted to merge the uh, the Eagles' wings with Fin Fang Fooms' crazy head or something. I don't know. Who is Sentry, by the way? I mean, I know you were saying, oh, it should have been Electro or Shocker, but who, who is Sentry? Yeah, that's a good question. I was thinking, is that a uh, an X-Men term, maybe? Or, or that, like, you know, I'm, I'm not up I think you're the... thinking of Sentinels. Oh, okay, that's it. So I don't know. Although Sentinels on a f- would have been cool, although I don't think there's anybody with, like, a purple and pink logo or anything like that. But, um, yeah, I would have liked to see a Sentinel on one of these helmets. Sure. It would have made more sense with... With that, for the Vikings, Minnesota, instead of the Venom, Minnesota Venom. <laughs> well, at least, <laughs> at least you're not the Miami Namors. <laughs> yeah, that's, I hate the Dolphins anyway, but <laughs> yeah, that, that's not cool. But for the Steelers, and you know, they are one of the most popular teams in the league. They went with the Hydra, the Pittsburgh Hydra. That, that, that's, hmm, I don't like that one. <laughs> ah, yeah. I feel about the same way about the Steelers as I do about Hydra, so that's fine. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, hitting below the belt for any Giants fans out there, the Dallas Cowboys, I guess because of the big star, they get Captain America. So the America's team thing and, and all that, I have to defer there. I don't agree with it, but it really kind of adds up there for, for I know that uh, Steve Rogers is from New York, but whatever. You got the, the star and the shield. and Yeah, but they haven't been America's team for like 25 years. Give it up. <laughs> marketing, baby, marketing. I, I, I'm Funny, well, well, pretty interesting, I should say. The Cincinnati Symbiotes and the Cleveland Things. Uh, I thought those were pretty uh, imaginative and, and worked well together. Yeah, they're nice designs. Yeah, because obviously the, I, I think it's the only helmet left in the nfl the cleveland uh, browns helmet where there is no logo on it it's just the orange helmet with the uh the, the white and brown stripe in the middle so when they did the cleveland things it just looks like the thing so that that just works out fine like the thing's head and for the symbiotes instead of the cincinnati Bengals with the stripes the tiger stripes they have 
that symbiote thing going on it so with with the black over the uh the orange so that, that that looks pretty cool i will uh just the last thing that i will comment on i think the detroit beasts helmet is hideous <laughs> i had to look at that a few times and try to figure that one out and and a cute thing with the arizona phoenix by the way so that that, that was a nice little tie-in for the x-men fans out there yeah i wonder if they can make a good movie <laughs> there's hope yet I don't know. Based on uh, the last two tries that that uh, Fox has taken at it, it 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 seems beyond the realm of possibility. Well, as you pointed out, since Disney owns them now, maybe they'll uh, whip them back into shape. We shall see. We'll always have the Phoenix Saga from the X Men cartoon in the nineties. Ah, uh, yes. Oh well. Hey, another thing that's always surprising and a little bizarre is uh, you know, our favorite recurring segment yes ladies and gentlemen it's time for another summer edition of this week in gritty this week in gritty and what has our orange friend friend quote unquote friend what has gritty been up to it's been a few weeks since we've checked in what has he been doing that scamp well james uh, i guess the first and foremost thing we have to address and as you mentioned, this came to us courtesy of uh, Superfan Sue, is there was a little bit of uh, notoriety or a, a little bit of press that Gritty got, I guess, nationally this week. And that was b- not even because of something he did. It, it was something that a child did, which is to say there is, I guess, a what you would term a viral video of a child picking up a magazine that had Gritty on the cover, and this is a very young child, like the just having learned to talk and and probably not that well aged child. So, uh, you know, your, your preschooler or, or, or even, you know, nursery schooler. So he's got this magazine and he looks at the cover and he says, Cookie Monster. He saw Gritty and he thought Cookie Monster, which, I mean... I just don't even know what to say. Yes, yeah, Superfan Sue immediately pointed out the most obvious. <laughs> that Cookie Monster is blue and beloved, and Gritty is orange and not so beloved. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, mm, I don't know, man. G is for Gritty. <laughs> thank you, Superfan Sue, and thank you, American Rhino. Yeah, I mean, like, Educate your children. That's I think that's the lesson here. Educate your children that, you know, these these kind of mistakes cannot be permitted to happen. No. So, you know, make sure they know just in case just in case you ever encounter gritty in the wild. You don't want you don't want your child thinking, oh, it's lovable furry cookie monster. And then going over and getting abducted and taken off to his dark den of iniquity or whatever. (laughs) Yes. Listen to your Uncle American Rhino. I mean, that's just common sense. He's he he's not taking him back to Sesame Street, folks. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> and then uh, our next gritty story for this week involves his uh, off-season workies, as he put it. He uh, he he's been in training, I guess, for the upcoming season, 
And so this particular bit of training, he posted video on his Twitter account, involves one of his handlers, you know, his like Secret Service looking guys with the black suits and the sunglasses standing up on what I assume is like some kind of upper outside deck area of the Wells Fargo Center, like, a you know, patio or some such and Gritty standing down a couple of stories below in a parking lot and having his handler fire a t-shirt at Gritty from a t-shirt cannon and having Gritty swat it out of the air with a net. <laughs> he's he's hard at work training, folks. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I can't foresee a situation where that might be a useful skill. Even as an NHL mascot, you, you're supposed to be distributing the t-shirts, not stealing them from people but uh this is gritty so who knows exactly <laughs> i mean you know I, I maybe he's maybe what he's really working on is working out new and interesting ways to wreak havoc on his own fan base <laughs> i mean i i have to assume that if gritty spoke he would say yoink <laughs> whilst whilst absconding with with the t-shirt that rightfully should have been a fan's the, the complete opposite of what the the Boston Bruins just did i mean the let's be realistic the t-shirt wouldn't even fit him right the jersey barely does and he doesn't have pants right but does he have hockey no uh i i, I don't make me look this up all right you know no, that's okay i mean we've we've all we've all seen gritty in the buff so you know we know I, we yeah, know what lurks beneath i think he has hockey pants but yes that's the image i can never get out of my head <laughs> him streaking but he kept his helmet on yeah well you know standards <laughs> he's <laughs> james what kind of a lowbrow cretin do you take him for i apologize of course he kept his helmet on oh boy <laughs> there were children present Oh, Gritty has standards, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, another another thing that Gritty has is both impressive and deeply, deeply terrifying. Because Gritty, I, I guess, just, I think this was just today that he posted this up. Gritty took a trip to what I assume is a local carnival or fair of some sort. And he indulged in some good old-fashioned axe-throwing. Oh, Lord. And he, I don't know if this, is, if this is reassuring or horrifying, he actually has really good aim. No, don't. <laughs> he, don't. Like, he threw three axes. The first one was a bullseye, and the other two were, like, right in the ring. I don't know. <laughs> How? Why? What? Who for who would even give him those axes to 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 try his skill with? I know that's a trend in in New York for whatever reason it's caught on and 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 yes, uh, speaking of beer gardens and such, I don't think that throwing axes and drinking go hand in hand by any means. But you're right, American Rhino. If Gritty is getting that in his head that he is good at at hurtling uh, axes through the air and and he's really bad with the the, the the shirt gun don't merge the two there either that's just not gonna go well in a, in a nice hockey rink in, in the nhl 
Plus, we've seen what happens when Gritty gets upset. He attacked a child with his own stick, lest we forget. Like, do we want to give Gritty an axe for any reason? No. And and yes, right. There was another time when he stole some young goalie's gear and threw it into the stands. I think that was the same. Was that I the think, same young man? I think that was the inciting incident. He took the kid's blocker or glove or something and threw it into the stands. And then the kid started like attacking him with the stick. And then like he stole it and ran away or something. Yeah. Well, good for you, kid. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I just I I just have to say, I think this is a terrible idea. Yes. And, and the American Rhino is getting it out there now. And there is. Plenty of time between the first and second intermissions during hockey games that Gritty needs to fill, but get this idea out of your head right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like I, I don't I don't like where this is going. And I don't want to know where he honed those skills. And I don't want him to have the opportunity to put them to use. None of this is cool. And uh I, I guess that has been another edition of this week. In Gritty. This week. In Gritty. And that is going to do it for another episode, episode 149, the penultimate milestone for uh, Hit the Deck. So, um, you know, let's, let's take this thing home. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Well, 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 we want to thank you, listener, for listening. I know that sounds redundant, but, you know... It, it's it's it, it bears repeating because if you weren't here listening to this podcast, we wouldn't be here doing it. So thank you for that. Most sincerely from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you to Anthony Sajazi for providing us with music. Thanks to Superfan Sue and Lou for for contributing stuff to us this week on Facebook. If you would like to contribute something to the podcast, we would encourage you to do it. If you have feedback on the NFL helmets or Gritty's Axe acumen or you know if you'd like to give us an opportunity to sorry somewhere anywhere or uh anything here there or in between email us at hit the deck deck is spelled d-e-k hit the deck at gmail.com tweet at us at hit the deck pod we are at hit the deck on facebook and instagram and we want to hear from you we also want you to subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to the youtube because, you know, just keep an eye out. It's coming. So subscribe, subscribe, subscribe so you can have that sweet hit the deck action as soon as we put it out there. You don't have to go looking for it. It's just there and it's convenient and happy and everybody is better off. So please do those things. James, is there anything you'd care to add? Yes, thank you. Looking for places to play deck? Please check out the Columbus Deck Hockey Association, the Charlotte Street Hockey League, the Raleigh Street Hockey League, the VAR Hockey League, the DCSH and DCHL. Also, please donate to LaGrange Hockey. Thank you for listening, and a very, very, very happy birthday, American Rock. Thank you very much, James. Thank you, sir. And finally, dear listener, as ever, at this part of the podcast, we will thank you to remember that whether you are brewing up a charity tournament or a brand new rink, whether you are a Houston Odin or a gruesome gritty, regardless of what you find yourself doing, we would always encourage you to remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Uh, 
what's on deck? I don't know. I didn't prepare anything. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. 